Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show once again this week. I am so excited, as always, to be here because I get to bring you these amazing guests that have helped me throughout my life at different points in life, either through conversations with them, their books, or even sometimes just a blog post or something that they put out there. What I love about my guests is they help me learn new questions to ask, to help me shift my life, to shift my perspectives, to take things to a whole nother level, to let go what needs to be let go and to bring in what needs to be brought in. Because when you ask the right questions, it is amazing how the right answers just miraculously seem to come into the world. And my guest today, is one of those people that when I met her at an Author 101 conference that I was keynoting, she came up to me and was thinking about writing a book and she sent me her manuscript and I read the manuscript on a flight and went, this book needs to be written. It is a transformational book and I know it can change the world because just the draft of it began to shift and change my life. This book has been out for several years now, Good With Me, A Simple Approach to Real Happiness from the Inside Out with this amazing woman on the other side of the screen, Patricia Knoll, that you are looking at. This book changed my life, changed some intrinsic things almost at a cellular level for me. And the way I think, the way I look at the world changed after I read it. And Patricia, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. I am so delighted. I'm just so excited to be here. It's awesome to do this with you. (laughs) Yeah, and you've been on the show a few times right after the book came out and a couple of other times after that. Yes. I love having you on because your spirit just really comes through for so many people. And I mean, your experience in the fields of psychotherapy, in the fields of addiction, being good with me. I mean, I just, to me, the book says, right, you need to be good with me. My listeners always say that they get nuggets, they get pieces that help you. And and I want to talk about something that's been going on because, you know, this is being recorded in the times of COVID. There's a lot of stuff that's happening for a lot of people. I'm working with a client right now. And one of the things I asked them to do because of some conversations we were having, I thought, I don't even think he knows what happiness means to him. And his answer really surprised me because he said, I don't think happiness really exists. I think it's an elusive thing and I feel lonely, I'm unhappy, and I need to do things to make myself happy. But really, what's the point of happiness? And of course, my immediate thought was, I have to have him read your book. Right, for sure. (laughs) And then the second thing was, I knew that we were going to do this interview. And it was supposed to be Zoom to Facebook Live and technical issues have abounded. So we're just recording this and then it's going to post up. And then you and I are going to sit there while people are listening and go back and forth to any comments that people may have while they're watching it. But how do you respond to somebody that says they feel happiness can never happen, that they're lonely, that the only way that they really feel lifted is in social situations or with other people. And as soon as that's over, they, they're not, they're not good inside. I've been inside for two years now because of the sound induced vertigo. So to me, this is kind of no different. But I'm, I'm actually, in most cases, really good with myself. And it shows. But the difference is that, first of all, if people haven't ever experienced real happiness from the inside out, then they don't know what it is. So it's, it's like, well, it's elusive. You can't ever have it. There is no such thing. And when we're always looking for happiness from outside of us, 
from right. the outside in, right? Right. And that's what we've been taught, that it's out there somewhere. It's going to be in a person. It's going to be in a thing. It's going to be in a job. It's going to be in some something with, outside with of you. With the perfect person, the white yeah, knight, the perfect right. marriage, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, the whatever friend. I don't even know what to call it. Anymore, yeah, you know. exactly. Or just the having all the right things and all the right stuff or the right job or the right job title or the right whatever. Perfect piece but, of chocolate. You got it. <laughs> and, and so what is that though? Even that perfect piece of chocolate, it's very fleeting. We only have it for just a very little moment and it doesn't last. So then we think, well, okay, I've got to go back for some more chocolate. I have to have some more or I have to have some, another person is going to be better than the last one or whatever. So we're always on this hunt, on this search to find that happiness because we don't know what it is. And I'm here to say it isn't out there. It is not out there. Nothing outside of us will make us happy for real. Okay. And, okay. So here's, you want the, I'm going to give you the answer. Right? I, I want the answer. And I want the question that <laughs> yeah, helps people right. get there. So. You asked the question, you know, but, but how do you get there? It's how you think about yourself and recognizing your own intrinsic value, the value that you were born with that you have it, you don't have to do anything for it, and you can do everything that you want to do, but it's there regardless. And that's the piece that's missing for most people. They don't recognize, they have it, but they don't recognize it. So they don't recognize their worth. They think um, critical things about themselves. They are always putting themselves down. I'm not good enough. I need to be more like that or, or I need to have more of this. And um, I have a little history even how this whole thing kind of started for us in, in the modern day if you're interested. I've, I, I, I found really, this out since I wrote the book. So <laughs> yeah, I, I really am interested because I think I believe that a lot of the things that I'm seeing in my friends, my clients, my hearing from my listeners is because their identities were so wrapped up in the external pre-COVID where they went to their jobs, they had their routines, they had their external events, they went out to bars and restaurants with friends, and now they're spending a lot more time internal even though they may be Zooming or, or some people are still all getting together. Mm -hmm. But I feel like identity has been lost for people. Mm -hmm. And having been there myself, it's, it's like, okay, so what, what is happening, Patricia, that you've really seen this link? Sure. So we were, we were so distracted pre-COVID right? Because right. we could distract ourselves with all of these going ons, you know, the, the dinner, the friends, the outings, the whatever, the vacations, and everything was different. And we're in a different time right now. So we aren't distracting ourselves. And so mm -hmm. it's like, uh Oh, it's just me with me. And I don't have me. Because all of that defined me. So I don't have an identity. So, and so we've got to start, you know, letting um, who we are, our own value define us as opposed to distracting ourselves and letting all the things that we are and do define us. But the other thing that, I've got a couple things going on, my head's going so <laughs> fast here. But, <laughs> but, you know, the thing that I've noticed, because um, I started a, a, a Facebook group, a private group, just to help people through some of this COVID and, and the anxiety and the depression and, you know, um, uh, the things that people are reaching out to even that are, are more unhealthy than maybe some of the things they were doing before to distract themselves. They're hurting themselves more. For example, alcohol sales have gone up. I have a little store here in, in downtown St. Petersburg where I am, and um, they usually sell between nine and $14,000 of liquor in a day. And a day. 
uh, yes, and on a, in a day on March 9th, they sold forty thousand dollars worth of liquor in one day. And has that consistently? And that has, yes, consistently maintained between thirty thousand and forty thousand a day. So we know that alcohol-related deaths have increased in just the past four or five months. Um, people are numbing to distract themselves and they're hurting themselves with that. I know myself, I've used distraction when mm -hmm. emotions get too strong. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Joan Rosenberg, who I believe you know, 90 seconds to a life you love, she says that we need to feel, allow all of those emotions to wash through us for at least 90 seconds, just to feel them, let them wash through. And then some of the uh, strength of that emotion will, will ease so you can work sure. with it. But yet there are times that it's just so intense and you're alone and you feel like if you don't distract yourself that you will be lost. Right. So is so, there ever good distraction versus <laughs> not good distraction? <laughs> I like to say let's distract ourselves with our thoughts. Okay. With the way we think. Because it's the thinking, the way we think, that creates our reality in the first place. Okay. Okay. So if we can start to just say, you know, I got this. I can do this. I'm okay. And, and just... Um, what am I grateful for? What am I still grateful for? Okay. You know? Okay. I'm still grateful. I, I woke up this morning. I'm alive. I, I'm grateful. I get to do this with you today. Um, Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for my little puppy Daisy. I'm grateful for all the people I get to see, even on Zoom. And if we start in that mode, we have to we have to know and this is important to know we can only have one thought at a time okay i spare sometimes i've got like i know <laughs> maybe yep. there's one more prevalent and they're flip-flopping back and forth really really fast okay so that's why we think we have more than one thought at a time sometimes because we're just flipping in and out of them. But we're only capable of having one at a time. And so if we're having that grateful thought we can't be having the, oh, poor me, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm so scared. What's happening in our world? I hear it all every day. But you know, the thing that's going on for individuals right now that is more than just the normal kind of anxiety that people have is that they can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. They can't see an end to this. And, you know, if we, if we look at a news report, it says, you know, yesterday I heard, oh, it's going to be 2021 before, you know, we have an end, a start to have an end to this. And if we get the, you know, the vaccine, some people will use it, some people won't, that it might not even do it. You know, I mean, so people aren't seeing that it's going to be over. And so what we've got to start to do is say, okay, how can I reconstruct my life? Within okay. this, how can I find a new normal that's fun, that's okay. interesting, that's engaging, a way to connect? Maybe I can't always connect as much the way that I did, but I can, I can connect. And we're, we're starting to open some things up here in our city, but I, I know there are lots of places that they aren't. So it's, it's really focusing on what I'm what I'm thinking and seeing that I'm okay I got this look at what I've gotten through before how does somebody begin to and and I know that you cover all of this in the book so I'm highly recommending people <laughs> yes. get good with me the book and we're also going to talk about your good with me day virtual festival that you're having yes. for several days coming up at the end of the week to, to help people as well but what are some steps because one of the things that I've seen a lot is you want to be good with yourself mm -hmm. you want to have good self-esteem but you don't even know how to know that you don't 
Right. I agree. I always say it's what you don't know you don't know. <laughs> how does somebody know yeah. if they have good self-esteem or not as strong as good self-esteem? I don't like to say they don't have self-esteem. Well, I like to call it, and what I've I call it all the time. It's we have we've been taught, Laura, to have other dependent esteem. Okay. And what do I mean by that? We we've just got it backwards. We've been taught that if if you like me, Laura, then oh boy, I like me. I have esteem. I feel good about me right now. But what happens if you don't like me? And not everybody likes me. So what about then? And that's where we lose it. It, it isn't ours. It's coming from the outside in. I can esteem myself with driving the right car or living in the right neighborhood or having the right friends or, or the right job, you know, all of those things. But they're outside of me, so I don't own it. Okay. And that's the difference. When I own it, it isn't dependent upon anything. We're going to go back to where we just started. It's just I have value regardless of what I have or don't have. I can have it all or I can have nothing and it won't matter because I have that inner value and I know that I have it. I'm good with me. Right, so Period. Mm -hmm. I, know, I know I keep coming back to this. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hear some of my listeners in my head going, well, no, I have really good self-esteem. I know I hear that all the time. Right. <laughs> and, and in the book, you lay out some, some very specific exercises. Yes. There's got to be something that somebody can say to themselves to differentiate if their esteem is other dependent, semi other dependent, or non other dependent. Yes? No? Yes, because the non other dependent people, the they have the real self-dependent esteem. Okay. They're, they're, they're just fine during this pandemic. They're okay. They're just going to roll with it. No big deal. Got this. I'll just change a few things in my life. I'll do it. It'll work for me. Um, it's, it's, sometimes I put it this way. If you lost all those things that you really care about, that you're so attached to, would you be okay? And that's it. You know, yes, would we feel loss? Right. Yes. Would we have some sadness? It's okay to be sad. Um, we can still, believe this or not, we can still be happy even though we're sad. Okay. All right. Can expand you? on that. Okay, so I'm, I'm happy with, I'm just happy because it's kind of, it's that inner, 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 inner feeling that's just there for no reason. I'm just happy. And right now, I'm just a little sad or a lot sad because I lost something or someone. But that doesn't mean that I'm not happy and I'm not okay with myself. It doesn't affect that piece of me. It's it's something that is is not there now um i i was listening to um a news report this was a couple years ago with the wildfires in california just raging as they are again now and i just bless all those people that are going through that and truly just, um, just send all kinds of positive energy to those people but this the lady was being interviewed in front of what was probably a magnificent home. You could see a little bit of the cement and what have you foundation left, but everything was dust, you know, just in, it was gone. And the reporter said to this lady, she said, you must be devastated. Look at all you've lost. And the lady answered back, I had stuff. It didn't have me. Wow. I wonder what if she felt the same way like a month later. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's where we can get to. It's like, okay, it's just stuff. You know, I can get more stuff. I saw the same, same example after um, 
Katrina, a lady and uh, a family uh, being interviewed and their homes had been flattened and they had nothing. And they said, we're alive. We're good. We got this. Sometimes it seems you know? simple in the moment to say that. Mm -hmm. But then things take longer to process through, to heal. You, you go through layers. How, I keep saying how, and that's not really what, why do some what? people seem to, is it like a resiliency thing, Patricia, where people that are highly resilient seem to be much more good with me than those that are not? So itching to answer that. Go, <laughs> go, answer, please. <laughs> yes, because they have retrained their brains. Okay. They have retrained the way they think. And that's so exciting that we can actually do that. You know, scientifically, we've proven it. So, you know, if we've been kind of, you know, negative, non-resilient, things bother us, we, you know, are upset a lot or anxious a lot, if we take the time and learn it, and this again is what we don't know, we don't know, that we can actually do this, is to retrain our brains. We aren't hardwired into negativity when we're born, you know, that isn't how the brain operates so but as we go along you know if you watch a tiny baby what is a tiny baby it's like here I am feed me change my diapers oh hold me now you know look at me I'm it and then all of a sudden mom says well you smell you stink oh what did you do that for and pretty soon as we get a little older we get those messages and we learn that okay I have to be a certain way here Otherwise, mom mm -hmm. is unhappy with me. She doesn't like me as well, or at all, maybe. You know, I have this story. When I was a little girl, and we were, I grew up really just dirt poor. We lived out in the country and on dirt roads and what have you. And it was a real treat in the summertime to go into town. And, and there was this ice cream stand. And so we'd get all dressed up. I probably only had one dress, but we got all dressed up and it was all prim and proper and clean. And my mother would always say to me, don't get ice cream on your dress. Well, it was summertime, I was little, and I always got ice cream. No matter what I did, no matter, look as fast as I could, I got ice cream on my dress. And mother got upset with me. <laughs> Patricia, I told you not to get ice cream on your dress and you did it again. And I learned really fast. I didn't realize it at the time, but I know that my behavior changed because I know that it was almost not fun to get ice cream anymore because I knew that I, I couldn't do what I needed to do for mom to be happy with me. Mm. I wonder if uh, you could have just worn something else to go get ice cream. <laughs> Not evidently. I was too little to think of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I've been dropping a lot of things on my clothes lately, and, and I'm so frustrated with myself just because it increases the laundry loads. <laughs> so I'm just giving those as like is is kind of a reference for how our brains get trained to be negative and to be negative about ourselves, especially at first. And then that negativity projects out. And now I'm negative about you because, look, you get dirty. What's wrong with you? You know, that kind of thing. So whatever I don't like in me, I don't like in you. And if I don't like me, I don't like you, even though I might pretend that I do. I really don't. I might be jealous. I might be comparing, you know. And I think probably some of the people watching can, can identify with that how we compare ourselves to others. Oh, look what they're doing. I want to be able to do it that way too. Instead of saying, you know, I do it just fine. I'm just okay the way I am. I'm good with me. That's the difference in, in that piece right there. So now what we've got to do is we have to retrain our brains to get back to that. I am a good person. I like me. I like me even when I get ice cream on my dress. It's okay. No big deal. You know? I'm laughing because somebody we both know once gave me some advice when I was preparing to deliver a, a pretty big keynote. 
And she said to me, don't show so much cleavage. You must wear a dress and pantyhose and have the makeup and, and all this other stuff. And for those who know me, I am really no longer a dress kind of girl. Number one, I don't always love myself in dresses unless it's an evening gown because that's just a whole different thing, right? Sure. And I like when I'm on stage to wear slacks of some sort. And I always used to wear like little heeled boots and a blazer with a jacket. And I like a V-neck. I'm just more comfortable with it. And I agonized over because here this expert was telling me that basically I had to change my image because I wouldn't be taken seriously as a woman unless I kind of hid certain aspects and presented a certain way. And I agonized over that for a while, Patricia. Mm -hmm. And then I called another friend who's a big event manager. And I said, out of curiosity, your perspective on this. And she looked straight over, you know, on the phone, she goes, Laura, I don't know whoever told you that, but unless you're speaking to a group that will never that in their culture, a woman has to look a certain way. And she said, frankly, I don't think your message is to that group of women or that organization. She said, <laughs> or maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It is. It's okay to dress appropriately for the venue, mm -hmm. but also you have to be authentic to yourself. So I, I and my mom and I went out. And I bought this really cool blazer and got some great pants and a new pair of, you know, like the whole bit. Yes. And the speech was amazing because I had for that moment, I'm not good. I'm not okay. This person, what they say means more than what I'm feeling because I wasn't trusting my own instincts or my own value. And but thanks to this other person who kicked my ass and said, Good Laura, job. what's up with that? Um, I, I went out there and, and, I, and I was great. And it worked out really well because I tripped on stage and fell. And if I'd been wearing a dress, it would have been <laughs> over my head. <laughs> Instead, I was in pants. It was all good. And I'm laying there going, ah, and I just started laughing. And the whole audience laughed with me. It was fine. And I've told that story before. So I get that. I get mm -hmm. that. But not everybody has somebody to reflect to that can tell them when they're slipping into other dependent or that they're in other dependent or even help them find what their own value is. Well, I think when we're slipping into the other dependent, we can feel it. We can feel it in our gut. We can feel it in just, okay, what's going on here? I'm not feeling so great right now. We know when we're not feeling so great, you know, when we're in a funk or we're anxious or we're just, we're worried about what other people are thinking about us. And that is the huge one right there that is so key when we're worried about what other people are thinking about us we're not okay with ourselves oh that's a good one that's a really good okay. question to throw out there so let's say that one more time what people should ask themselves what why am i worried about what that person thinks about me Okay. So that, am, that's interesting. You, you changed it from... Or am I worried? Okay. Yeah. It but can be that, either way. That's mm -hmm. cool because why is my favorite question? So why, <laughs> which, when you repeated the question to why am I worried about what that person thinks? Yeah. That's important. Yes. And then we can go, well, what am I worried about? Okay. You know, um, does it matter? Because here's, here's the thing. Okay. This is, this is the piece that is so important. Everybody can love you to pieces. They can say, you are so good. Laura, you're the best radio show host. Well, thank you. You're beautiful. Yeah, I think that anyway. I believe that. I love you. And I, I watch you whenever I get an opportunity to do that. But anyway, um, so they, they just love you to pieces, and you're so good, and you're brilliant, and you say the right things. And if you don't own that internally for yourself, 
those words go, oh, that's so nice and I love this, but it will not change the way you see yourself from the inside out. That is an inside job. So here we are, most of our society, over 90%, according to the research, we're worried about what other people are thinking about us. We compare ourselves to others so much that we, we coined this word, and I think we talked about this once before, you and I, it, the word is comparanoia. Oh, right. I love that. Remember that? that? Yeah. Yes. I'm writing that down yes. again. Comparanoia. Okay. Comparanoia. Because we compare ourselves so much to the nth degree sometimes. Like, oh my gosh, you know, my eyebrows are different than hers or whatever, you know. And we do that so much. And yet, what does it do? It doesn't change a thing about us at all. It doesn't change the way we see ourselves. So we've got to start saying, I am who I am. I, I, that's the Popeye thing, right? I am who I am. <laughs> I am Popeye the sailor. Right. <laughs> so to, be, to, to embrace that and then to start saying, okay, what are all the good things in me that I just overlook? You know, when I grew up, I, I, I'm going to tell this, I, I always felt like I was this fat little kid. Mm. And always, 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 always. And I was always comparing. I had this little twiggy-like friend, and she was so tiny, and I was the big fat one. And it wasn't until, oh, 10, 15 years ago, maybe, so years have gone by, and I had, I found some pictures of myself at those ages in school and I looked at them and I was astounded I was shocked I just had to stare I said I wasn't fat but I thought I was and when I thought I was that was real for me like the ice cream on your dress you got it you got it so it doesn't matter what you say to me. What matters is what I say to me. Is a good exercise then for my listeners to do is to grab a piece of paper and maybe write down, here's what I think I am mm -hmm. and, and here's what I really am. Like maybe flip if those they, things? If they can see it. Sometimes they may have to ask a friend, hey, I'm not sure I see myself as I really am. Can you tell me how you see me? And write that down. And now compare how I see me compared to how you see me. Okay. Do you know Damien Boudreaux? I don't think so. Damien's a really, really cool guy. And he volunteered a lot at Brendan Burchard events and mm. Damien and I became good friends at something at another event that I was helping out with. And he once made me write down these I am statements. Mm -hmm. And he said, you have to write down at least 50 I am statements. And he goes, write down 10 and come back to me. <laughs> and I, I, I wrote the 10 and he goes, no, that's not how this exercise works. Uh, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I am overweight. I am right. this, you know, I, I am, you know. And then he goes, no, no, no. I want you to really think positively about you. And I was up all night long. Sure. Trying to find 50 things that I thought positively about myself. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, I was a positive person, you know, my perception yeah. out there in the world was very much people talked about me, you know, I had my own business, everything was really good. I sold a company, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. But in my head, the first things that popped to mind were all these negative things. I kept that list of 50. Wow. And I still have it. And I found it the other day. Great. And that sort of reminds me of what you're talking about, that mm -hmm. we have this negative self-talk that happens yes. that makes us not good with me but why what does it do for us to have that it just hurts us it just you know we want to hide it we become fakes 
what does it do for us? We become fakes. We become great pretenders at being okay. Because those are the things, Laura, that list that you started out with, I'm overweight, I'm this, I'm that. Those are the things we do our very best to hide. You know, like we'll hide, if we're, we're a gal, we'll hide it with a big flowing dress so people can't see that we're overweight or you know whatever but those are the things that we want to hide and those are our secrets and those secrets keep us sick very honestly very just that's so direct but it it keeps us emotionally not okay and it keeps us not okay with ourselves so there's no way to be good with me because look at all these things that are wrong with me if if you knew these things about me that i know about me you might not like me and I want you to like me. That's one of the big things at the top of the list. I'm worried about what you think about me because I want your approval. I want to look good. I want to be right and I want to control all this stuff. Okay. Okay. So, so then and, what? Uh, okay. So, um, so ask I'm your why question. I'm like, <laughs> listeners in my head. And and I'm thinking of some chapters yeah. in, in the book. By the way, I I still see. Look, I still have your ah, the bookmark yes, <laughs> that yeah. came with your came right. With your book. Right. And the short can, hair version. This yeah, is the, the short yeah, version. Much shorter hair, pre-COVID version. <laughs> right. Much more structured psychologist, Patricia. Well, because I was told, like you, probably by the same person, oh, you got to be this way. You've got to dress this way. You have to look this way. Yeah. You have to speak this way if you want to succeed as an author. And I bought into that for a little bit, and it, it, it didn't work for me. Because it's, it's not who you it wasn't me. are as a person. Yeah. So. <laughs> so in chapter 21, and, and this is, I may be shifting things a little bit, but this okay. is where my head finally settled mm -hmm. where I wanted to go. Okay. The, the feel-good syndrome. Feel -good ah. syndrome. I think that's where I'm, I've been building. Okay. Because in the moment, when you're feeling terrible, when you're trying to numb yourself or you're trying to distract yourself, it's because mm -hmm. everything feels so heavy. Like happiness doesn't even feel like it could ever remotely come again. And you just need a moment where the weight of you, the weight of your situation, the weight of the world lifts. And you want to do something that makes you feel good now, why is that not always the best solution? And how can you shift feel good now to feel good most of the time? All the time. Nobody feels or, good. Well, um, most of the time. Right. You know, and, and if I look at all the, the research and information that's out there, if we practice feeling good and being positive enough, we can become what is positive and let's go back for a minute i've got two questions there to answer but the the the, the feel good now syndrome and the need to feel good now is so powerful that sometimes we'll put our lives at risk just to feel good for a moment just a fleeting moment so you know it's that instant gratification and why because we don't have that inner i feel good but remember i said you know the negative we can retrain our brains right and due to the discovery of the science of neuroplasticity, which was in 2007, so it's a relatively new science, what was discovered was that our brains can actually grow new neural pathways that accommodate positive thought. Okay as opposed to the negative thought. We've got these really powerful neural pathways. They're called dendrites in our brains because we've developed them over the years. Negative, 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 negative. We just layer it, layer it. It gets bigger and stronger. And so something happens, like COVID happens. We go, oh my God, what's gonna happen? You know, maybe we're gonna end up under the bridge or you know, whatever. I mean, we just, we're just so negative. But that was the default and you're the computer lady i know that so <laughs> so it's like the brain is a computer and it has a default and so 
when something happens, it's, it's like me turning on my computer. It goes default, 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 and it goes to where I want it to most of the time. Not always. Most of the time, not all the time. Most of the <laughs> yes. Um, so but that's how that operates. So now if I start, I have a negative thought. It's about me. Oh, I, I gained two pounds today. I, I shouldn't have eaten all that chocolate yesterday that I ate because I did it because it's COVID and I want to feel better and it did it for me. So now I have to reframe that, shift my thinking about that to say, that was okay. You ate that chocolate, you're here today, and you can do all right with the two pounds. And if it goes off, you know, if you exercise or walk a little more, you'll get rid of it. And if not, just enjoy the two pounds. It's two pounds. That's all it is. And turn it into something positive. I enjoyed that chocolate, even though I know I wasn't supposed to have it. But, you know, chocolate does have a heart healthy factor to it if it's dark chocolate. I don't <laughs> so, like dark chocolate. Oh, <laughs> well, then enjoy your milk chocolate and just say it's okay once, you know, if you're not eating the whole bag. Yeah. My, my issue is if I buy chocolate, I only buy as much as I want to eat then because right. I'll eat it till it's gone. I know that about me. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that about me too. So, <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So, so anyway, so we're retraining our brains all right. to be positive, to be positive, to be positive. Any little negative thought that we have, change it, shift it to a positive. Oh, it's uh, a rainy day. Oh, rainy days are nice. They wash all the tree leaves off or whatever. And I'm going to enjoy this rainy day. I get to just kind of maybe well, I want to read a book today or I want to just take an extra nap or whatever. But find something positive in everything. Even if it's teeny tiny, find a little piece of positive and start feeding that to your brain so that the brain then starts growing these new neural pathways that accommodate this new positive thought. And they get stronger and stronger and stronger the more we feed it, the more we give it. And so eventually, here's what will happen. Instead of me saying, oh, that happened and I don't like it. Oh, but something good can come out of that and I need to sh I'm gonna shift that. We don't have to do that anymore because now we have a new default. So COVID happens okay. and I default to, okay, so we're going to do everything on Zoom now. That'll be fun. Let's experiment with that because I didn't know how to do that very well. And now I know I'm pretty good at it, except today, whatever happened, but I really mastered it pretty well. And so, okay, I'm going to do that and I still get to do what I do. It's going to be a little different. I'll just, you know, set up some new systems, but I got this. I can do this. Let's make it fun. And that's so foreign to the way I used to be. Because it was like, oh, no, now what? More work. Oh, yeah, they won't know what to do. How many of them don't know how to get into Zoom? And I've got to teach them. And, you know. No, it's like, okay, come on, we're all going to be new um, ITs here. We're going to get this, and we're learning all this new um, technical world, and we're going to have fun with it. Can you see the difference? Yes, and I bet my listeners are saying, oh, I've been there, done that, it didn't work. Is there a time frame? <laughs> because... You know, like in your chapter 21, good, you know, good with me now. I want to feel this now. Everybody right. wants instant gratification. These thinkings, these ways of being that really honor us in the long term from your book, mm -hmm. they don't just, well, some people it can happen overnight. But that's not but usually it doesn't the average. So usually just go go back to chapter. I don't know which chapter it is that practice makes better. Okay. Okay. There's a whole chapter on practice makes better and deliberate intentional thinking so that now I'm paying attention to my thinking because here's the thing when I say, well, I've done this for a few days and it doesn't work. Guess what? I always get to be right about whatever I think. So if I think it doesn't work, I get to be right about that. Mm. Okay? 
I create my own reality with what I'm thinking. So it doesn't work. Okay, I'm done with it. And you're going to be right about that. As opposed to the person who says, okay, more practice, more practice, a little more practice, and a little more practice, and I'm going to get there. And I can already see a little difference. So those are the things you want to watch out for, you know, is, okay, one of the, one of the homework assignments that I give my clients in groups, I'll say, okay, this week, just in, in order to think positive, just create something positive for yourself that you can really see happens. So um, maybe a free cup of coffee, or you find a parking space right up front in the mall when you go, and you're thinking about it, and you're thinking about, okay, positive, 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 something good is really going to happen, and you drive right into the parking space right in front. Or somebody you haven't spoken to in a while just calls you out of yes. the blue. Yes. Or you find that favorite dress or sweatshirt or you've been looking for something in your house and it magically appears. And there it is. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So and it's thinking about something that you're creating for yourself versus mm -hmm. waiting for something else to create it for you. Exactly. Okay. You're right. creating I have your, to stop because, saying okay. I've been saying okay a lot <laughs> Because we're all creating our own reality all the time, and we don't even know it. And we have a choice what that reality looks like to a point. Yes. Or how we, uh, Viktor Frankl talks about that in his wonderful book, uh, Man's Search a, for Man and, and Everything. Uh -huh. Man's Search that for Man. even in the worst situations, yeah. Uh, I think it's Eva Egger. She's got a new book out as well, her, um, Holocaust Survivor from, from Auschwitz and everything. Uh -huh. about this whole idea. And you talk about it in your, your book as well. Where do you want to live? What reality do you want to live in? This isn't a fake thing, correct? This is not creating a world that's not taking into account the reality of your situation. You can't, like some people are doing right now, COVID doesn't exist to them. Yeah, it's out there. It's I, there. I know it's there. I'm going to take care of myself. I wear my face mask when I go outside, you know, or whatever I, I have to do to be responsible for me. I know it's there. I'm not afraid of it, though. I respect it, but I'm not afraid. Okay. All right. Okay. And that fear is what causes the anxiety and all the negative thinking that goes with it. So if I can come to that positive side, I respect it. I grew up in the country, but we got, we were so close to Lake Michigan and we would drive into Lake Michigan and it's a huge lake. And I- You wouldn't literally drive into the lake. No, right? to the lake, <laughs> okay. not into the lake, to the lake. Just I wanted to be sure. Too. <laughs> one of those really cool James Bond and, <laughs> Right. And so what I, what I learned way back then, even as a child, was I wasn't afraid of the water, but I respected it. Oh, I love that. Okay. Love that. And so I use that in a lot of things in my life. I respect this COVID. Okay. I'm not afraid of it. Bless you. I thought I was going to, but I didn't. Okay, go ahead. So does that make sense that I respect it? I don't have to be afraid of it. And I'm going to find ways to make this fun for me, exciting for me. Uh, and, and it starts with thinking, okay, I got this. I can do it. Now, let's see. Um, I've heard people, okay, I've been wanting to do my spring cleaning forever. So they're they're doing something like that, you know, or whatever, just to say, okay, I got this, I can make this work. And, and the more we get into that, and the more we train our brains to be positive, I'm at a place that I didn't used to be, believe me, where it's like, okay, whatever, this is, this is going to work. Or as I was saying this morning, when I couldn't get this technical stuff to, to work, I said, well, it's either going to work or it wasn't supposed to work today. And we made it work. And we made it work, right? Yes. But, you know, I just, we just kept a little, you know, moving forward. And all of a sudden it went, voila, there it is. It's working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing <laughs> what, what I can do when you can FaceTime your phone and show me what's on your screen and show you where to click. So, I have one thought before I, I want to talk about the Good With Me Day virtual festival. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm trying to link two thoughts, something that we talked about in the beginning 
and something you just said. In the, at the beginning of today's interview, our time together, we talked about distraction and how people look to distract themselves from these feelings that they're having. And the distraction can come in many, many forms. Some of those distractions are not healthy distractions like excessive alcohol or drugs or harmful activities. And, and other distractions are, are healthy ones, making a phone call, taking a walk, not in the fire areas, but you know, those kind of things. But then you just finished talking and I'm, the thoughts like disappearing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> when you are starting to reprogram mm -hmm. your, your thinking, what would be a way of reprogramming that distraction thought to begin saying this distracting thought, it's okay that I want to distract myself. I don't fear the, the, what I'm distracting myself from. I mean, how do we put those pieces of what you just talked about? Cause I think fear is a lot of why we want to distract ourselves. So how do we absolutely put together? Wise woman question. Okay. <laughs> okay. Motive. Okay. What, Expand. What is, what is, yes. What is my motive for doing this? Am I distracting myself or am I doing this because I really want to do this? Okay. Okay. Am I doing it so that it will make me feel good about myself? Or am I doing it because it's just fun and I really want to do this? What do, if you're doing it because you think it's going to make you feel good about yourself, but you still haven't dealt with what uh, is causing you to want to distract yourself? Good question. And that isn't about making yourself feel good about yourself. Okay. Those are just choices. When we feel good about ourselves, when we're good with me, we make good choices. We make healthy choices mm. because we don't have to make our, use all these things to make us feel good about ourselves. We already do. So now it's a whole, like the kid in the candy store. Well, what do I want to do to have fun today? What do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? But if I don't feel good about me, then I better do that because at least I'll feel like I accomplished something. You know, but maybe what I really want to do today is take a nap. So if I'm good with me, I can take a nap. And so what? And I'll get to that because I don't need that to, to build me up to say, okay, you did this today. It's good for you. Got it. All right. Well, thank you for that. And I want to make sure before the end of <laughs> that we talk about the Good With Me Day virtual festival, which everybody yes. can see is September 19th to the 21st. And it's going to be virtual online and all over social media. And you have amazing sponsors. And in the past, you've had the Good With Me Day live. I mean, there was actual mm -hmm. proclamation from St. Peter. The mayor. It's become like this international mm -hmm. festival. I think it needs to become a nationwide thing, especially right now. I do too. Talk to me about Good With Me Day and the festival coming up and how people can participate and what your hopes are for it. Well, yes. The purpose, what we would like for everyone is to connect. It's what a better time than this to have something virtual that is fun, that you can um, learn some healthy activities, some healthy ways of having fun. Um, connect with people probably all over the world. The last time we did something virtual was in 2017 when Irma came through. And we weren't, right? We weren't having big festivals yet at that point in time. It was a little one that we had planned. But we did a virtual and we had people from 12 foreign countries even participating in saying, wow, I'm good with me and what does it mean and that sort of thing. But really what it's about, it's let me, let me just, the, the progression, you know, I, I've been working with people 30 years. I wrote a book about it. It's good with me. And it started with that book. And then the mayor recognized Good With Me Day, which is September 21st. It also it happens to be International United Nations Day of Peace. Um, and then we started having this festival. Last year's festival had over 3,000 people. 
It was wow. in, in the park. It was unrealistic, incredible, positive energy, people, kids, all ages, doing all kinds of activities. And that's what it's about. It's hands-on. So how can you do hands-on virtually? Well, just wait and see, because we've got so many exciting things for you to be able to do where you are and connect with the person who's presenting. We have a uh, we always have a drum circle, for example, at the festival. And we have virtual now drum festivals where kids, I'm, I'm going to kind of spoil this one a little bit, but he's going to do one that you can get your pots and pans and spoons and things out of the kitchen, and he's going to teach you the drum beats. Oh, with I love them. that. And you get to play along with him. And then there's, there's like four others of different things that you get to participate in from where you are. He's going to teach you how to do the right pats, and you're going to be drumming along with him virtually. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then we're doing the belly dancing. You get to do the, the good with me wiggle. And there's a whole good with me lesson in there as well to feel good about yourself. And uh, hula hooping. You're going to uh, get to do a hula fit class online. Uh, we have yoga. We have, oh, um, uh, you're going to learn how to make a kindness card to yourself. Oh, I love that idea. Right? And, oh, gosh, the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. Plus, we have vendors. If you like some fun little things that you like to pick up at festivals we'll have some of that there they'll just be taking a couple minutes say hey this is what I have there they've all participated in the festival before um, we have speakers we have some wonderful speakers we're gonna have Laura on as a speaker so she's gonna be there um, but lots of really f just wonderful uh, inspirational motivational um, oh and entertainers we have uh, uh, singers, we have a kids uh, band called the Banyan Bunch, and, <laughs> and they're so awesome. They're, they're high school kids that you just, you're going to be just bebopping up and down with them. And it all gets started on uh, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. when we have the Police, Police Athletic League youth drum corps i have to get it right so and they start off and these are kids with their drums and they do the call to fun oh i love it okay I love and that it. gets it started and from there on we're just doing it and we're giving a prize away every hour okay okay and i just announced last night on facebook we have a big prize on good with me day from valpac and they are uh, giving a hundred dollars. Oh, love it! For the for the person that participates and that is engaged in Good with Me Day, and it'll be a, a random, it'll be a drawing of some kind. So I love I love that. So I'm gonna have to donate something. Good, awesome. We'll we'll okay. talk some more later about all, right. all of that. Sure. But how do people find out about it? And also, you know. Good with me sold wherever books are sold. Everybody get a copy. Highly recommend. Right, right. Um, two things. Out. It's going to be on Facebook Live okay. through through Zoom, so you'll be able to participate and chat and talk along and and inspire the people that are helping you or ask them questions, whatever. And uh, also, it's on. Um, I'm announcing it on my Facebook page, the Good with Me, on Facebook. Uh, I'm putting the daily schedule, but also go to the website, uh, goodwithme.com forward slash virtual festival. And there's tons of information there about and that it. Website one more time. Goodwithme.com forward slash virtual festival. Perfect. I love that. And there's also wonderful other resources for people who want to do some more. If you can't make the festival or whatever, just on goodwithme.com, there's great resources that Patricia has. Patricia, thank you so much for being with me today. 
Thank you. It was so much fun. I enjoyed it so much, Laura. Thanks. And, and I know that they can find you on Facebook and also on your goodwithme.com website. They can reach out to you if For they sure. want some one-on-one -on -one help because you're really exceptional at that. Sure. You really Thank are. You. Thanks. And, it's life-changing. It really is. I have one client that says, change your thoughts and you change your world. Oh, so true. And a good start after this interview <laughs> that you've all listened to, grab a copy of the book, join the virtual festival at goodwithme.com slash virtual festival. Link up to Patricia on Facebook because she has so many great resources and she does lives and talks about things and she's got that Facebook group out there. So thank you again for being here with me today, thank you. your friend, and I will see you this coming weekend as well. Awesome. And we will figure out your weird tech issues that are just helping today. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're still good with me, right? We are. We are. We are. <laughs> we love it. All right, everybody, remember that the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today about yourself and about who you are? And what I wish for you today, everyone, whether you're dealing with the fires, whether you're dealing with the storms that are coming, or if you're just dealing with an internal storm that, as Patricia says, that you get good with me, get comfortable with yourself, be okay with it. And if you do need help, reach out to me, reach out to Patricia. We're here to help you and get you the right resources that you need because the right questions can change your life. Have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.